All right, kicking in right now. Welcome back to the Well Played Podcast. This is actually season two, episode two, here with Najee Good and John Oliger from uh, co-founders of Vipio. So, and John, uh, second time returning. Najee, if you haven't heard of him, uh, take a look on ESPN because he was in with the NFL for 10 years. And they are involved in some exciting stuff. And we're going to talk about what's going on with the NFL alumni. I know you guys are involved in that now. And then a few things NIL and just jump into it. So Najee, John, Najee, welcome to Wilmington, Delaware. How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. All right. I'll tell you what, I'm excited because the rates that you're paying us to be on here are really increasing. So <laughs> the, the, the 12 listeners are really going to appreciate this. <laughs> no, nah, man. So, um, first off, tell me, how did you guys like come together? I know you both played at West Virginia University, but different eras. John's like 20 years older or no? What's, what's, yeah. what, how'd you guys connect? I a single bar helmet when I was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll let him tell you. Uh, yeah, man, we um, we connected over um, another co-founder of ours at a game. I, I had a uh, significant injury while I was playing in Philadelphia in 2014 and decided to look at, you know, all options to make sure that I can continue on in the NFL with my career, you know, possibly playing um, the following year, which I did. And um, I took a trip, man, on the Amtrak. It was the craziest thing ever. I thought I was going on, um, you know, seven and three quarters from Harry Potter. And I stepped on the Amtrak and came up to New York. <laughs> and uh, it was awesome. I rode the train up there. They had Wi-Fi. And I got dropped off right at 15 William Street, um, where our office was, where Jonathan was. And, and I knew it was an instant connection because, um, you know, we talked about everything West Virginia. I'm super into technology, um, got a degree in engineering, and um, just love systems and seeing the back end of systems and how they work. And uh, we discussed this idea of, you know, bringing value to the players, bringing value to the league, bringing value to, you know, the overall idea of, you know, what, how can a player monetize their name, image, and likeness? How can a player monetize their effect that they're doing in social media? Things like Instagram, Facebook are coming out. And the idea of VPO and what it is, is, you know, the best, you know, content optimization tool that I believe exists today because of, you know, what we created. I agree with that. I just got on and I, t- I don't know if you saw, but I just started we loading saw. up my profile. I know you had some <laughs> critiques for me on, on, on my profile, but um, now and we talked about it a little bit before the last time you were, but it's it, it's uh, the technology is is a mo- mainly for mobile app or exclusively for mobile apps correct it's designed to integrate with any mobile app in the world so it's the official term is it's an sdk a software development kit but it drops into your mobile app um and amplifies your impact in all sorts of ways so one of the ways that we're excited about is that all content consumed in a mobile app like the world's kind of figured out how that occurs it all happens in a feed so that feed usually is a picture, a video, a GIF, or an, a story, right, in some format. So what our technology does is allows the fan to click on an image or a photo or a video or a video podcast, and when they click, all the objects that are interactive. And what we mean by that is objects are linked to additional content. And the trick is you consume all of that inside that media, inside the same app, so you never leave. Because historically, that's the problem with apps is that if you are, you know, and this is especially true, I think, for NFL uh, mobile apps, right? And and I know that you guys have a few of the NFL teams on the mobile app now. But, for instance, if you, you know, have an interception, score a touchdown, and, and maybe you're wearing a glove that, that's associated to a, a charity that you're involved with, mm-hmm. and you want to link that, well, that would then go outside the app. You want to keep the user inside the app experience. Is what right, because to every publisher, which would, a team would be a publisher, Instagram would be a publisher, whoever it is, the athlete book would be a publisher. Anybody that's a publisher should want their audience to stay on the platform. Right. The problem is you need to engage your audience. And so you're constantly churning out content, but the internet is big. And it's better to tap 7 billion people's ideas and combine them with your media, your imagery. And if you do that, you tell better stories. And you consume those stories for longer periods of time in one place. And those interactions, the experience for the fan, the time spent on the platform, the traffic you've driven to your partner's sites, yeah. but through your portal, create the value 
that uh, the athletes really need to capture. So just let's, we'll, we'll go back in more of VPL in just a second, but like just from a dynamic of co-founders, mm-hmm. as, as a solo founder of the athlete book, I, I kind of wish I had a co-founder just so you can bounce things off of how has, you know, that dynamic played out with you guys? Like how, how do you kind of focus on different tasks? What do you guys like together as a, you know, as, as business partners? Well, I don't want to bounce anything off him because he's bigger than me. <laughs> they just go through me. So that's a challenge. The disagreements are very short. Uh, no, but it's great because it takes a village to do anything well, right? What is the expression of you want to go fast, go alone, and you want to go far, go with, with, with your friends? Yeah. And um, athletes, just like you, we connected with, too with you, is that athletes understand, like, you're going to get beat a lot, but that has nothing to do with whether you win, ultimately. Yeah. It's can you get back up? Can you acquire skills? Can you learn from the previous lesson? And like, can you adapt? And the startup world, it's a long journey, right? You're starting from zero. You know if you're a seed, you're in the ground, you're in the dirt. The amount of energy it takes just to peek your head above the dirt and take one breath yeah, is like, it's, it's, it's an exponential lift. Right. And then the real battle begins. Yeah. Then everybody else wants the sunlight. Right. You got to beat everybody to get it. So, but Najee, like how, how is it have been for like you working with John? Like, I, just so you know, like I went to a baseball game this past week with a mutual friend, a guy I just met. And I think, uh, you know, cause you, you're in Wilmington. So you mm-hmm. would split time. You're up in New York yep. and you're like, and the guy, uh, his name's Brett Scarborough. Yeah. Yeah. He lived at the VP office for a little bit. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> He's John awesome. reads a book every day. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, so you know, and I, my conversations with John, like he's a he's a big thinker too. Sometimes I'm like, wait, what are we doing here? I need to get it broken down. What's yep. what's it been like for you, kind of working with John? It's been unique, and and starting a business, and you know, coming in with you know VPO as far as just learning. Yeah. You know, in the thick of it, you know, I have an older brother, and you know, just understanding and listening to experiences and seeing someone go through the experience, like I've learned. You know, just actually being a player and going through the transition now and seeing other players that are going through the transition and how hard it can be yeah. and actually, you know, the, what they need to adapt to. And the most, you know, the thing that I'm honored and I appreciate about J.O. is that the things that he talks to me about and we, you know, bounce off each other as far as perspective, it's from a perspective of somebody that's actually going through it. And when you can actually read a book and you can see what's going to happen at the end of the book, you know, because you know somebody has read it before, it makes your job a lot easier. Right. And it actually, it, it helps me in order to prepare and give a different perspective because if you're looking at a goal that you need to accomplish, you know, the more perspectives you have, the more tools you can actually use to accomplish that goal. So in building what we have, um, my perspective of being a player and being an athlete and his perspective of have been a player and been an athlete worse with business. <laughs> <laughs> Much worse Hey. He do something right now that, you know, he did something that's like very small percentage of people can do a kicker, you know. Right. I so, been again, right so now. John, yeah, John, John was a good <laughs> kicker. And, and you were, you you West Virginia, but then you were with the league for a little bit or? Yeah, you, I, mean, I think, I remember uh, you said uh, cup of tea. Thimble of tea. Yeah, there and you go. I played arena, like his older brother. Okay. And, uh, we really connect, so we understand the arena lifestyle. Right. It's crazy. It's more like the Kenny Powers lifestyle yeah. in the minor leagues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, so talking about transition, you mentioned, I mean, that's such a big thing. And, and who plays in the NFL for 10 years? Not many. So I would love to kind of dive into just the craft of what you had to do day in and day out and kind of the psyche now of, you know, that transition. You're lucky in the fact that you were already involved with VPO. So it's mm-hmm. like you have a path, you have a passion and you, we're going to get into it. You've got some things lined up, but yes, how has that transition just been for you that nobody's telling you that you have to do this now? Yeah, I mean, even still with the help, I mean, it's hard just to understand the idea of that. Like, I've never had a job. Like, I, I mean, I had a job in <laughs> I love that. college, like, you know, just working on the side. But when you're in college, people tell you, like, you can go to a person and be like, oh, yeah, I'm in college. You know, they don't give a damn what you do. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm in school. So it's like, yeah, you're in school. (laughs) Yeah. And like I've had a job, you know, working at a car wash when I was younger. But to truly be able to provide for yourself and truly be able to provide for your family, like I can sincerely go to somebody and say I've never had a job. And when you're in the workforce, 
coming out as a 30 year old, there's seven to eight to nine years of college graduates, the guys that I'm still close with at West Virginia that have been in their job for nine, 10 years. And I got to compete with those guys who learned the process meticulously and they've literally won over the playbook of their job, just like I went over the playbook playing football. Right. And literally a lot of guys, including myself, you know, if I was to sit there and say, let me go get a job doing something, even what I graduated in, I would be completely lost because I've literally been running my face into people for the past 10 years. Right, right. And I can't do that at work unless they hire Terry Tate's the office linebackers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, you learned about that in the athlete book. Yeah, <laughs> deep breaths. Exactly. Deep breaths. But um, it, the transition for me personally, you know, while it's been hard, it's been a lot easier to focus because of a passion and because it's something that I can see and keep me close to the game. Whereas a lot of guys you see, they try to figure things out and, and you don't have time to do that, especially playing for a decade. You usually have a family or you usually have the responsibilities that you've you know grown to take care of while you're playing. And being that, you know, now I'm in the NFL alumni and that now I'm a part of VPO and actually focusing on something that gives me direction. That is the main thing that I would say as far as advice to players when they get out to give give you something that gives you direction, that gives you focus and experience to continue on so that you can make a quick transition and, and, and actually prosper at what you're doing. So there's a bunch of different roles. You mentioned passion in there. I mean, what is the ultimate passion for you right now work-wise the ultimate passion for me work-wise is connection yeah. i like to actually use the network there's very few jobs that you can get anywhere in life where you're around 32 billionaires i mean that's just point blank period it's only about 2,000 of them in the world and the fortunate thing for me is that the 32 billionaires that i've been around they all love football yeah to have a conversation yeah yeah, yeah. and um you know, the, the, the main passion for what we're working on now is to provide value to the players and provide knowledge through technology because technology is such a huge advancement in the world. And our generation, you know, the millennials, the Gen Zs, you know, they are able to take advantage of technology a lot faster. And the fact that, you know, being a professional athlete, you're around high net individuals, you're around billionaires, you're around people that can actually change the technology on hand and on site. I have the ability with J.O. to do that. And it's through the things that I've learned from him and through our teachings of what we're doing, that's something that's quick for consumers to learn, something that's, you know, an advantage for consumers, an advantage to the general public. Um, that's my passion. Yeah. Well, and so I understand you just got on the board for the uh, NFL alumni, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Tell, tell me about that role. Um, yeah, so I'm, I got elected to the board as the director of digital technology and strategic marketing and also the chairman of our programs committee um, as the national chapter. So anything unanimously, that, by the way, which okay. is also yeah. almost impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, our NFL alumni is the it's the uh, most well-known, you know, um, oldest actual nonprofit slash former player slash, you know, organization in all professional sports. We throw and host events all year round. We throw and host programs all over the U.S. and we have 39 chapters in, in you know, cities that have teams plus, you know, additional cities. And um, my role specifically is to bring about new technology, to bring about new strategic marketing as the world evolves and adapts to, you know, mobile apps, technology that exists with utilities in the phone, on the computer. And, um, you know, getting the older guys being able to use their thumbs again because mm -hmm. most of their hands look like my daddy's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that. Uh, my dad played in the NFL, and is and he's he's well, you know that. close close right. mid seventies now, so he's got he's got the hands in the back to show. Oh yeah, he got to come to one of the outings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, for someone's uh, passion that is connection, you know, you're you're in the right spot there because through technology you're connecting everyone. I mean, I think before we were jumped on the mic, you were talking about like within that role. Mm -hmm. um, there's. There are a few kind of like, I think you said like there's three kind of key pillars. And I think the first yeah. one that you mentioned was that connection piece, you know, the connection between the players and the team, which you just talked about. But the second thing that you were talking about was also just 
uh, kind of leveraging that and harnessing that for social impact. Yeah. So talk, can you talk to me a little bit about there? I mean, like what are the main focuses on the social impact side? Yeah. So, I mean, when guys are playing, when you are an active current athlete, you know, you have the glitz and the glamour, you have the spotlight on, you, you know, there's TV contracts, there's social media, there's everything that goes towards you as an individual because yeah. the team wants to leverage the player and they want to make sure that people know that Najee Good or Ryan Drummond or Jonathan Ollinger is out there doing their job. And when you become alumni, you know, just like everyone else in the world in the U.S., you are a citizen of the United States. You're a former player, but you're still an everyday worker, everyday person, just like everyone else. And that demographic that you have from when you played never leaves you. People understand who you are. You, you have a fan from, you know, me personally from Cleveland, Ohio, from those fans who know who I am all the way out to West Virginia, all the way up to, you know, Philadelphia Eagles where we won a Super Bowl to all the way down to Jacksonville. Yeah, you got that audience. And you got that audience. And the connection piece is that the NFL has been around for a long time. There's Steve Youngs, there's Bart Stars, there's, you know, guys that we have as our president, Beasley Reese and Bart Oates. And those guys have an audience. They have an impact on the game. They have an impact on the current players. Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson, yes. Drew Brees, yeah. Tom Brady. All of soon. those. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Tom Brady soon. I, I don't think he's ever going to retire. I don't know. <laughs> but, um... They might go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and win it again. But. Yeah. But, um... You know, you, you, the the main focus of what we talk about was social impact. Um, the NFL is doing a tremendous job with, you know, companies like Cisco to inspire change, you know, recognizing the different diversity, equity, and inclusion that's going on. And as an alumni, you know, as a board member of the alumni and actually a NFL alumni member, you know, we have the ability to impact the community in a deeper way because we are the community. We aren't the active players. Mm -hmm. And the active players do a lot to actually focus on that, but to actually you know, connect further and actually inter interact with a fan one-to-one -to, -one to be able to go out in the community and host events to see them when the other, you know, active players are trying to accomplish that same mission. We can actually extend that further because we have the technology now to do so. Yeah. And we actually have the interaction between guys like Dion who have the Fab Five who, you know, host, you know, different events who, who Drew Brees and, you know, Peyton Manning who have the Dream Foundation and Payback Foundation. And those guys can actually be seen more in the public. And that's... And another great one is what Work Done's doing. Yeah, Work Done is Holiday. What is Work Done doing right now? It's Holiday for Homes. Yeah. It's, okay. His story is crazy. Yeah, Work Done's mom, she um, went through an unfortunate accident where she, you know, she got shot in a armed robbery. And, you know, he's very, made the story very public. And yeah. through that and through some other unfortunate events of not having a home, and not actually having a stable environment, you know, for people of color and, you know, just diverse individuals in general, he's been able to design a program to where he's building a home in every city on the road to the Super Bowl. Which oh, is starting in Atlanta. Starting in Atlanta. Oh, wow. It's really cool. Yeah. And the Super Bowl this year is in California, so you can kind of connect the dots to where he's starting on the East Coast of the right. country, going all the way to the West Coast. And that's something when you're talking about social impact, you know, owning a home and actually having a place where you can rest your head to provide, you know, service to whatever job you want to work is one of the most important things. Well, I think that's what's really cool about the structure of the NFL alumni. Like, not only is Najee the head of programs, but their structure, they can take 50C3s, 4s, and 5s. They have a unique structure where they can onboard charities. Yeah. So you can give to the alumni or to help fun messaging for the alumni and they can direct it to the charity and mm -hmm. promote the charity mm -hmm. within um oh, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, i said don't tap yeah. so john i know I john's a tapper because yeah. I've, I've done three podcasts <laughs> with them <laughs> but, I think that's but, really but, cool. but because of the 501c3 they're able they're able to link it right through the right. foundation yep. so gotcha. like for instance we're hosting an event as the president of the jacksonville chapter we're hosting a golf outing at TPC Soccer. Yes, Stadium I've been hearing course. about this. Yeah. Yes. You're yeah. invited. Yeah, yep. You're definitely invited. No. I'm going nice. to probably win. Probably not. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> wouldn't. <laughs> no, but um, nice. we're, we're having a we golf outing. We're Vic. <laughs> yeah, we do. Vic or Vince Papali. <laughs> okay. I'll yeah. take my choice. <laughs> But um, we're, you know, we're hosting an event like a golf outing where, you know, at a course TPC, PGA course uh, tournament has the biggest purse. You know, it's it's all types of glitz and glamour that will be involved. And we're, you know, we're bringing down alumni members that actually want to involve themselves with social impact and change. And we partner with the Jaguars. 
as the Jaguars Foundation, which is a current NFL team, has mm-hmm. the exposure with the alumni. And we're bringing down the guys from Philadelphia who supported me when we won the Super Bowl. And we also have guys like Mark Brunel, John Henderson, you know, famous slap in the face before he got. Yep. You know, yep. Tony Vaselli. Tony Vaselli, yes. To see them swing a golf club, I think it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to look like little toothpicks hitting the, <laughs> the golf ball. But they're coming out in all the support for a foundation that, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars, who puts their money towards the Hubber House, which goes towards domestic violence Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, kids that, you know, youth risk, you know, kids that, you know, in unfortunate situations, they can't afford to go to programs after school that would keep them, you know, in balance to be a better student. Or Tony Baselli, who has a foundation who goes, who donates his money to at-risk youth programs to, you know, do the exact same thing. So involving the team and involving the alumni, you can create a tremendous amount of more exposure and more value just by doing that through our foundation. Right. I just want to say one thing. So Najee and his father are the first father-son combo in Eagles history. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, no, not many yeah. people do, but it's, it's oh, wow. impressive in itself. But so how old, wait, hold on. How old was he when he um, retired? So my dad retired. Uh, he was fairly young. He was 26, 27. Okay. He played from, he got drafted to the St. Louis Cardinals when they had about 50 rounds in the NFL. I always okay. crack jokes on him. But he, he still got drafted pretty yeah. high. <laughs> he got drafted in the fifth round. He actually talked shit about it. He got drafted before. But <laughs> the, the reason I wanted to highlight that is because his dad has been incredibly active in Cleveland teaching at-risk youth how to play football, whether it's flag through seven on seven. And you know, there's families in all communities that, don't have the resources or they're single parent and like that is real community work yeah right you're you're gathering all the kids maybe they sleep over someone's house because you can make sure they're fed and they can get to the game yeah so they can actually have stability and then you can talk to them about their homework and what's going on and so like it's not all glitz and glamour they have real people that really care doing the work and i just want to give him a compliment so one thing that we would have never gotten the nfl without him ever and one thing that I learned, he's literally the only player that can go from the locker room to the front office seamlessly. Yeah. And as you can hear, I know what I hear when he's, he's talking. Yep. He's talking to the owners. Jeff Lurie owns 20% of our startup. That's because of him. Mm-hmm. Talking to the chief marketing officer, the sponsorship people, the marketing people, the charity people, the players. But you can see that connection theme. He's connecting these constituencies that are inside a yep. moat with people and brands outside the moat. Man. But he's organized them into a And, and that kind of answers the question of like breakdown of roles and responsibilities, you know, and yeah. with you two. And, and, and that's, I mean, I, I, so we do a lot of work in the social impact space too right mm-hmm. now with, with the athlete book. And, um, you know, just something to keep in the back of your mind when you're going through this is like the education on reducing gun violence and, um, you know, prison reentry programs Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, from, from a workforce development perspective is like the people that are on the ground on the case manager side, you know, so what the, which often become the beneficiary of a lot of these programs, um, you know, we're doing edu we're, we're trying to provide centralized education in that space. And this is where I think like, because the athlete book right now does not have a mobile app, but we know that we want to put have that powered by VPO so that that education can be dynamic and again mm-hmm. it can also stay in there but can be it's it, it, yeah but it's also the it's the experience of the user of touching the screen and being able to like kind of almost choose their adventure on what they want to explore inside mm-hmm. the app which I think is just so powerful from a usability perspective well, that's make the announcement that we're you're partnering with the NFL alumni. I mean, I'm, well, I didn't want to be bashful. You go ahead, tell me. <laughs> oh, we are. We believe in what you're doing. Yes, and sir. We. One of the things I think I've been able to help him with is I've literally stepped in every puddle <laughs> that you could possibly step <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Like leaving football and, and continuing right. on in life, and so I tell him if I can help you, just like not break your ankle in the same pothole. Yeah. And like <laughs> you'll be better off. And just like your experience transitioning, as yeah. being a captain from Delaware, you realize that the athletes have the tools, they have the mindset, they have the understanding on the field between the lines. They understand how to talk to different groups. They understand how to represent businesses and cultures, and they understand how to under, interact with fans and be a positive impact on the community. And of course, they should be the ambassadors for companies. Companies are dying. It's impossible to find people. And that's obviously why there's a lot of demand for your platform. 
But what we're so impressed with is like you have a way to provide education in a way that the players have time for. Yeah. Right. And and I think Nadia is proof. Uh, just us talking about and getting the demo of the platform and all of our conversations showing that like he just left the NFL for a decade and it's useful for him and it's useful yeah. for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff that I don't know that yeah, I need to learn. Impressive. Right. Now, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens like over the next three, six months, year mm-hmm. as you're taking that role with NFL alumni and also as the NFL alumni is, is adopting or continuing to adopt the VPO technology and other people that are adopting it like the athlete book, which is, which is awesome. Um, but getting back to uh, the social impact, I know you guys also do a lot of work with, and I know the NFL has done a lot of work traditionally with the USO. Mm-hmm. How is that uh, relationship going to continue to evolve to support veterans? Yeah. So, I mean, just from the natural, you know, demographic of the players, the alumni is an older group, and when I look, when I think about the USO, and I think about you know the personal relationship I have with the military, you know my best friend and my uncle who was actually in the military and the army, and my father who played, you know who's around a lot of the peers that I'm around who are in their 40s to 60 years old that you know are actively involved in NFL alumni, you know the the world has you know actually engaged in a lot of things that have required military action. And the reason why the USO is very important to the NFL is because they're number one, they're one of their older sponsors and partners. And number two is something that gives our country the ability to be who we are, which is freedom and the ability to play a great sport of football. And for the alumni having that close relationship with personal relationships with guys like Pat Tillman, who literally left the NFL to go be in the, you know, the army. And, you know, for guys like me and guys like Bartos and guys like, you know, you know, Ron Jaworski and, and even more infamous names like Ray Lewis and those guys that have that connection with the USO, it's a natural fit to support a charity that goes towards bringing the guys that are in the army, the guys that are in the USO, in the military, that connection of football and providing, you know, our presence even further and a deeper engagement with them because, those are the guys and those are a lot of people that are in control. I would think the generals, you know, the actual higher ups in that military workforce that are, you know, used to seeing guys knock each other out like Jack Tatum and Ronnie yeah. Lott, who, you know, I speak to Ronnie Lott, very smart dude, but he'd knock you out if you get on the bad side. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So when you pair a guy that's about to go to war and the game is so similar, I got my offense, he got his defense, and they got their offense, they got their defense, you know, People want to actually, you know, relate to that. They can tell stories about that. We compare somebody from the military with somebody from the, you know, the NFL alumni on the athlete book to talk about camaraderie, to talk about teamwork, to talk about how you actually work in the workforce. And then you get a collaboration that businesses want to support because that same workforce that we're talking about rolls over into a Chase. It rolls over into a Microsoft. It rolls over into an Amazon because you have to accomplish such a strenuous goal. And the USO, they have those connections that we like to build on with them. Yeah, and then, you know, like the biggest issue that I, I from go kind of taking that topic and going back to the social impact is like, the, just like athletes ch- sometimes struggle with their transition. Yep. I mean, those guys really struggle uh, from a mental health perspective and yep. fr- also from a, what am I supposed to do? What is my passion now? How, how do I make sense of civilian life? And I think that that coupling is really cool. Yeah. And it seems like you're also taking that now and now shifting this conversation. Uh, and I think all these topics, like they need their own podcast alone, yeah. but there's so much we want to cover here. Yep. Supreme Court, you know, the ruling that just happened with college sports. So now yep. jumping from veterans to, to college athletes, a, a lot of talk around name, image, likeness. Uh, VPO and the it's athlete about time, book right? Yeah, yeah. I think we all as agree much as there. I know how you like to eat in restaurants where the cooks aren't paid. Because yeah. It's better. <laughs> yeah, D- don't listen to them, people. Don't listen to them, my twelve followers. No, but uh, no. That so, that, talk to us about kind of your vision, and this is to either of you guys, in terms of how the NFL can partner with. A particular college program, and I, I know you guys come from uh, West Virginia University, so there were some ideas there. But how to how an NFL player can is there programming that could help elevate and and kind of help from a branding perspective of these college athletes that are 
trying to. Let trying me take this one so yeah. I, can, I can brag about him a little bit. All right. <laughs> you, 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 you withhold the bragging of himself. It'd be great. Um, what's so fascinating about this, you have name, image, and likeness, right? Now, athletes could get paid. It's a free market, but then the people want to have all these rules. Like, which one is it? Like, who is actually in charge, right? Like, right. the free market is the free market. So right. what are the rules of the road? Like, the rules of the road are, it's like, buyer beware, right? That's like 2,000-year-old Roman maxim, right? Yeah. Like, buyer beware. So, what's going to happen? You have brands that want to promote a product. You have college athletes that need to get paid. You have coaches who need to bring in the best athletes so they get fired because you can't win without them. And the school is involved. It's just paying one, supporting the other, and then not paying the other entity, right? So you have, these are the constituents of this ecosystem. So they've dragged their feet, right? They're rolling oh, sure. something out yeah. July 1st with no guidance. Mm -hmm. You have to literally read the, the, the Supreme Court's uh, writings on this, right? Um, to determine what it is, but then... The NCAA doesn't have any guidance. The school has to change a state law to be able to do something or not. Well, the state-by-state state thing starts creating this uneven it's crazy. Uh, recruiting advantage for the exactly. schools that we're in. It does. So when you start to think about that and you see a couple of the first movers out of the gate, Miami's paying somebody $20,000. It's like college sports make billions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> There's only 22 guys that play right. on the field. Right? Offense, defense, and the best player is usually the kicker or the punter. <laughs> right? No, I'm just kidding. The field kicker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mainly from the West Virginia so, in the late yeah, 90s. There's really, there's like 25, <laughs> there's 25 starters. Right? So, they're making billions of dollars. You think 20, the guy should get 20 grand? I mean, give me a break. So, let's break down why is he getting paid? Right? Like, why, why is he getting paid? Well, he's putting his name, image, and likeness. He's letting a brand use it. Okay. That's one way, mm -hmm. but like, aren't they really delivering a lot more than that? It's like, they're paying you to post a picture once. Why aren't they paying you to work out? Why aren't they paying you to study on the athlete book and learn about the companies that are going to employ them if they don't go to the NFL? Yeah. Why aren't they paying you on like making sure your mental health is okay right. so you can be like a better family member or a better member of the community yeah. or make sure you can pay your taxes to support whatever we all agree to do. Well, and I think there's going to be, we're going to start to see more legislation coming through that, that might address some of those issues. I hope, you know, fingers crossed. I doubt it. Personally. Yeah. But. <laughs> Cory Booker's all over it. He's, that's, he's, he's riding it. Did, did he play football? I don't know. Yeah, he like, looks like he could have played basketball. I got to tell you something. So he he may feel, let me, let me, let me get back to him. Because my, my opinions may be too, too radical. Yeah. <laughs> The point is, you have 18 to 22-year-old male and female, yeah. which we're not hearing about, by the way. Everyone's all of a sudden forgot about Title IX. Yeah. Right? It's just the football and the basketball team. No, it's not. That's maybe 100 of the 450 students at most of the schools that are student-athletes who have to be supported equally, which is also a ruling yeah. by the Supreme Court, right? So, you really need an athlete, like you, to understand what was it like when you played? How would you have done it? The coach doesn't want you selling widgets. He wants you in the weight room. He wants you in the classroom. He wants you getting rest yeah. and becoming a great player and a great person. So you have all these pockets popping up, but no one is thinking holistically about like, how do we train the next generation of leaders? Because that's what we're really doing, right? Mm -hmm. Less than 1% of the 1% are Najee. Yeah. It's, I think the stats are roughly, out of a million people, 300 get a shot at the NFL, 150 make it. And then out of the 150, it's like one person plays nine years or 10 years. <laughs> so he's like the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. Yeah. And now it so happens that he's the president of the programs nationally for, for the NFL alumni. That means every player that has ever played in the NFL is now going to him to communicate what the program is to help everyone make money, how do we help the community, how do we build a business? Now, he's also played in college. You would think that the person that should be directing the programs and looking out holistically for these people to teach them how to make money, to teach them how to not to get robbed, teach them how to pay their taxes, teach them how to get training for, for life after sports, would be that person yeah. who actually cares. None of these other companies that I see 
I don't think they care. I don't think the big ones could possibly care because right now the female athlete on the girls' softball team in most cases is not going to get paid. Right? Well, I mean, they have the option to. Right? Well, I, mean, I have the option to be a billionaire, but it doesn't mean I'm going to be a billionaire. But if you have a strong social following right now and mm-hmm. you want to endorse a product... You can, you can, as long as it right now as it meets the product that I think that's like saying if your dad owns a dealership, you probably have a really nice car. Well, you know, my dad doesn't own a dealership, and yeah. I don't have the, an iOS fourteen. But some, of, I'm just saying, like yeah, the Cavanaugh twins, right? TikTok basketball, they got a huge TikTok following. I think they looks great. Sonic some, because I mean the 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 um, was it eighty cents per follower holds. So if you've invested in your social capital. And you've and you've built up a social following. No matter who you are, you're well, gonna be able to make brand deals. What eighty cents per follower? What does that mean? Like who's who's calculating that? Why is that the value? No, that's that is just what the fair market value has been as like has been traditionally even before this. I'm saying for an influencer, if you're going to be marketing, if you're going to be using, if you're going to invest in influencer dollars, that's generally the rule of thumb that people go by. In our opinion, and check me if I'm wrong, uh, but that. That was the way it was. Like, that's over, and that's why we built our that, technology. But that is what people are basing. Right. Right, if I want a college athlete we to endorse the athlete wrong. book right now, mm-hmm. I mean, it's up to me if what I want to, what, what I think is valuable, and sure. if they're willing to buy. It's a marketplace. A My marketplace. whole thing is so why are we market- having people in, in between saying, no, you can't, no, that doesn't work with us? You know, because yeah, yeah. what. I just don't know. Well, we why, agree. That's why know, I'm pushing yeah. back on the 80 cents. It's a marketplace. Right, right. Just because they pay, it has nothing to do with what they will pay or what VPO will pay. Well, some of these deals, though, you look at it and you're like, the brand's actually getting screwed at this point. They're they're paying probably more than they should be for some of these endorsement deals that I've seen come through. So I, I think uh, it's because weird. they're paying three middlemen. Yeah, it's just, it's just a weird time right now because you're all this and i think that deal flow ultimately is going to set precedent of what becomes like different channels of normal and and we've had this text thread going on where we're Mm -hmm. like sharing deals with each other and it's which is awesome by the way i love it because like that open communication for people who are aligned yet also are competing in the marketplace it's a marketplace of ideas yep yeah and any market price is the last price that two people agreed that something was worth. Right. But the second that occurs, it's over. The yeah. next market price... It's a whole new thing. The next deal yes. that yeah, people yeah, yeah, agree yeah. on. So, like, these firms are ludicrous, in my opinion. You're going to pay someone to tell you how much they're worth to take a fee, to then take another fee out of you, and then get a back-end deal, which is what they're done. It's not... So, so, on the athlete... And I want to get back to also how the, the NFL is... It, how you see the NFL maybe being able to partner with... Uh, college yeah, athletes. Sorry, you this. guys got me riled up. No, no, but I want to keep. I want to keep going down this. So we'll go no, back yeah, to that. Well, but I, yeah. we, we do. So on the on the athlete book, we have a job board, right? Yep. And so you can post like if as a, an employer would internship, contract, full time job, yep. nil opportunity. We put on there. Yep. We're like, forget it. Let's just yeah. put that on there, and we'll kind of figure out the rest later. Yep. But you know, we hear that deals have to go through influencer plus. Every conference has their own. Uh, guidelines of what sure. it is so now we're kind of curating all the different conference rules so you could check the box so yep. we hide ourselves but is it a marketplace or are they guidelines or are they see laws? that's the thing yeah, yeah I, I'm wild, wild west. so that's why this podcast season two is really what do you think about this nil deal and, yeah. and like that's kind of the topic of it and that's why we had maddie solomon on before this but I'd like the first thing, yeah, yeah. let me give you one no. analogy before, and then you, I don't, yeah. I won't interrupt you anymore. My <laughs> opinion. Let's imagine this is the wild, wild west, right? Because it is. That's what they're calling this new, this new period yeah. for college sports. We're in the wild, wild west, and the institutions are saying, Ryan, you got to go grab your land in Oklahoma. You just got to get out there. Yeah. I'm going to give you the tools. I'm going to give you water. I'm going to give you a bow and I'm going to give you an arrow. And Najee, I'm going to give you a rifle. <laughs> and Jonathan, I'm going to give you a car with a tank. Right? Like those tools, yeah, they're giving you tools. Yeah. But for what? And how do you use them? Because you don't know. You're 18. Yeah. I got, uh, that's crazy. It, it, it makes it for the perfect opportunity for a company like BPO and, and, and the Athlete Book to come in here and be like, we'll teach you how. We'll even show you what not to do. 
we have to show you what not to do so you don't make the mistake. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, so when we have this podcast name image, like it's not just that, it's just the overall idea of carving out space and time on our virtual platform to bring brands and people in to, to inspect it, mm-hmm. have some, somebody from clients come up and tell us why they feel one way or another and, ha- and have, you know, legislatures on there as well, just so we can, we need to have an open discourse on this. Cause Definitely. It's- and where I think the most, I mean, listening to this right now just makes me think about the one thing that my coach will cuss me out about, because if I'm in means not paying attention to what the hell is going on in the play, then I'm getting cussed out. Yeah. I'm getting sure. kicked off the field and I'm not playing. And right now the main focus is the game. When you introduce all these concepts and Kids naturally in college have social media, they have TikTok, they have all this other stuff. Now you introduce this concept of billion dollar organizations being able to fund these kids through sponsorships. Right. That's something else that they're going to naturally want to do because I wanted to get paid while I was in school, but if you gave me $100,000, I'd probably be dead right now. If you gave right. me five, In West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. yeah how you, how, what are you going to do when you have that money? Exactly. So, like, I mean... The one thing that I would say about what it revolves around name, image, and likeness is more so a concentration of education because that goes towards benefiting the student and getting a job. Right. Because every business requires some form of exposure of that business and they do it through influencer marketing. They do it through advertising. They do it through the medians of which they make money, which is right now one of them is social media. And that's the one that, namely, the college professional or college athletes are trying to take advantage of to get paid and the whole discussion around you know it being a wild wild west is because that all of to me all the ncaa did just said that okay we'll do exactly what we do but you know we can't worry about that we can't care about that because it's three thousand students in division one sports aren't they there in college to learn how to live on their own yeah. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. No, yeah. you're on your own in this right, thing. Right. Oh, this actual commercial thing that's happening now while they're under your care? Yeah. That's the time that you're going to abandon them? I thought you guys just abandoned them the second they graduate. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's impressive what they've done. You're, we're making enemies now. No. <laughs> uh, just me. My, my opinions are my own. <laughs> there's all, there's all, I think, you know, too, it's like, look, when I worked at J.P. Morgan Chase, it, I was a campus recruiter at J.P. Morgan Chase. I bet you were great, too. That was great. That was, of, course you know, of course. But it's like, That's I think when you say <laughs> someone you work at J.P. Morgan Chase, they think of uh, somebody who's trading derivatives, you know, on the trading floor. So it's like with the NCAA, I think that there's there a lot of people that want to do the right thing. And a lot of, then also dealing with a lot of bureaucracy. And then you have around that you have a few bad movers you have a few sharks mm-hmm. that are some trying are really to, big sharks and, and are really getting greedy and and also i look at some of these deals and i'm just thinking to myself how can this lawyer who's not barred in this state represent these twins on these i shouldn't say twins let's just yeah. say x that out but <laughs> represent this deal of these athletes that aren't in a state where this person's barred. Like, so, exactly, but it's happening. So you're, exactly. you're having these really bad actors kind of come into the mix here. And because it's new, mm-hmm. you know, Sports Illustrated is writing profiles up on how great it is. You're like, wait, look a little bit further into this because I see a lot of... Who's I see the well, there's smoke, there's fire here on this. Like, we're forgetting about these things. And what I would say, too, is like the main thing with... Um, you know, college athletes getting paid, name, image, and likeness. There is a certain type of education that is going to have to occur that, you know, even the schools are going to be have to be involved with because we go through them with the NFL. We go through them with yeah. the PA. We have different unions set up. Strictly sticking with the standpoint of that, there's 256 players that get drafted every year, or 246 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's 2,000 players that play. And we have a union. There's over 3,000 kids in college, period. And there isn't one single entity that represents them. And before is the NCAA. So not to make enemies, the problem that revolves around NCAA, that there's three divisions, there's 116 schools in division one, and you got to go down three steps of divisions because Pierre Garçon, hell of a receiver, Mm -hmm. went to a D3 school at Mount Union. Yeah. He could have been playing in college football. London Fletcher played 16 years in the NFL. He went to Mount Union. Yeah. He could he should be getting paid. If I was to mention those guys before 
and, and what they were doing for their schools, they should be getting paid. And and a natural problem that occurs and why rules need to be laid out structurally wise that benefit the college athletes is because there's a lot of them. There's just simple fact that there's a lot of them. At West Virginia, we won a national championship in soccer. We won a bowl game in football and we won, you know, we went to the fi- yeah, we went to for to the final four in basketball. Yeah. And you know, you get around all of that media and exposure, there's gonna be something thrown in there that somebody's not gonna like. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be sharks that come in, take advantage, and that's just the natural way of the world and how business evolves. So there's a lot of questions that need to be answered or purely simple as put, there needs to be education that goes towards the athletes like, you know, the athlete book. And it should start early on. Yeah. I mean, because... Well, this question's going to go to high school. I was going to say. I was going to ask you, where'd you you go to high school? So, I mean, unfortunately... what state? I mean... I went to to, um, high school at Benedictine where I graduated from and... What state's that in? Ohio. Okay. And the fortunate thing I had enough, it was a college prep school, it was private, you know, I got opportunities to take classes at college schools and, you know, cats... Cats come out, you know, it's all walks of life. Like, sure. I mean, you know, playing in the NFL, you, I've literally played with somebody that don't speak English. Right. <laughs> so. but, but, I'm, but my thought was, like, I, I bet you in high school, I mean, being that you were in the NFL for a long time, you were probably a standout high school player. He's a 230-pound quarterback. The well, triple option. But, like, you could have done, like, <laughs> there's going to be local dealerships that are going to want to do deals with oh, high yeah. school So stars, the statistics you know? right now that I remember from when I was playing is that, a heavy percentage. I think this might not sound like a high number, but 20 to 30 percent of five star athletes that's recruited on rivals and scout.com mm-hmm. go to the NFL. Yeah. And guys like Trevor Lawrence, who literally, since he's been playing football, has only lost three games. Like, since he's been playing football. It's insane. You can't tell me that that dude in high school, some business wouldn't have been like, oh, yeah, come work with me because yeah. somebody involved in that business probably funded or supported that school. Yeah. And the opportunity for them to actually give a good impression, a good impact of a good guy like Trevor Lawrence, why wouldn't you want to pay him? Because when that school receives funding or that school has more impressions or the coaches are driving my cars, you know, there's an opportunity to actually make a huge impression. And then that high school athlete should be getting paid. And yeah. it's not just that. The PGA, those those brands are giving the kids clubs. Those are $2,000 clubs. Right. When they're 13 or 12. Yeah, they're getting free exactly. gear. They're getting free Jordans stuff. when they're 12 in basketball. They're going to love it. It's just, it, but what we're saying is like helping them deal with it. There's got to be a place for that. I'm hoping that we can be one of those places. I think there should be other companies too involved. So. Yeah, and there's a huge underlining theme that, like just personally, man, what happens with players and social media and sports and like what you see with the statistics with social media, like mental health is a huge factor. Yeah. And the one thing that goes towards mental health is public appearance. Guys, I mean, when I was 18, the good thing about me being 18 is that we didn't have Instagram and everything like that. I remember specifically when... We're good. Sorry. No. Curtis Holloman. Curtis, I can't talk right now. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, the, the crazy thing about, you know, like mental health is that, you know, public appearance. And when you have guys on social media or women on social media, just the whole trend of what's going on right now and making a positive impact, there's going to be some things that's involved because you're going to see guys getting twenty, thirty thousand dollars dollars $30,000, $40,000, and then a the guy that's not. I mean, I, I literally and, and sat next to a guy in a locker room who made my entire salary in one week. Yeah. And we would go out and party together. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, can I get a drink of your drink? Yeah, it changes the social structure and the dynamic inside oh, yeah. the locker room. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who do you hear talking about that? Yeah, nobody. nobody. Yeah. And so, like, well, I, I hear it. It's out there. There's definitely, I, I've been seeing things. But you've yeah. never heard it in college. And there's more athletes in college, and there's going to be more players that get paid. And that's not only with one sport. Now you talk about the basketball athletes at Duke versus the football athletes at Duke. Those guys are beginning free gear, getting paid, and then they're going to be throwing parties, and yeah. you know the cute girls going to be coming up to me instead of them, and all that kind of it's crap. Like, it's <laughs> like every single uh, you know you know sports movie of an NFL team where you know like he's exactly. got the one guy who's like a high paid free agent coming in, and exactly the the, the oofy oofy uh, lineman who's just you know making like the league minimum, you know. And so it's, it's yeah, that's now going to be happening in college. That's yeah. that's why in, our, in my opinion, you need to start with. A people, right? Yeah. Good people with that have a philosophy. Hey, we need we have an obligation to help the next generation of people that are coming through. Right? Yeah. They yeah. should be allowed to connect with us, understand the mistakes we made, and hopefully learn from them. And that's what you're gonna be able to do with this platform with VPO, with the NFL alumni, is yep. like, all right, who wants to be a teacher? Right? Exactly. 
You know, yeah, we've yeah. got the gamified learning management system here yeah, over here with the athlete book. Exactly. That's and then if we just get on the mobile side connect that all in with VPOs. And to specifically perfect. answer your question about what the NFL can do, if I'm a player playing, like I mean, I experienced it. He, Jail, experienced it when we were playing in West Virginia. Like, we had athletes from our football team that were in the NFL that came back. And I ain't gonna lie, when we played Louisville on Thursday night, when I saw that, you know, dude watching me, I played harder. I oh, listened sure. to them. And the perspective in general, if I'm an athlete aspiring to become a professional, how valuable is the perspective of a player who's played, not only me, but guys that have played in the NFL for five, six, seven, one year mm -hmm. that can go back and talk to an athlete yeah. that can tell them that, you know what, I made this amount of money. I literally, my first check in the NFL, I don't mind saying this publicly, my first check in the NFL was for $237,000. It's a pretty good pay. Pretty yeah. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I mean, right. to be honest. I'm right. like sitting there, look, I called my brother. My brother was like, yeah, huh, I'm moving in with you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I mean, yeah. And you, I mean, more surprised than not, guys have that happen, except they have families. They have entire situations that can derail them completely. Oh, sure. I now, bet. you talk about that with college. You talk about a guy that, like, University of Miami, you talk about schools that, that are servicing kids that, like, my father. My father right now runs Muni League Football. Desmond Howard, Ted Ginn, some of the biggest names in football, college and in the NFL, have literally come from this program. Like, so so at-risk at uh, at kids risk. that come in are yeah. talented and now they go get they get money get paid and 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 no fault of their own their, their family situations aren't structured they right. they don't have the, they don't have certain things and everybody's coming to them probably with and them. they might have a situation you yeah. hear about it all the time and now you now you have the uh, you have the ability to listen to a professional athlete who's not only went through that while they were playing because oh. they was probably getting broken off somewhere else yeah. in college but now they go to the NFL and they can literally tell you from the perspective look when you communicate with them. Tell them that you have to feed the horses and you have to be right first before you can actually help Love them that. out. And why wouldn't you want to have that ability to do that from the alumni perspective? Or why wouldn't you want to listen to a Jerry Rice? Why wouldn't you want to listen to a Drew Brees? Why wouldn't you want to listen to a LaDainian Thomas right. who come from situations right. or Ward Dunn who's literally building homes? Or like a Morton Anderson. So, yeah. so let me throw this <laughs> He's 50 years old. Let me throw this out at you real quick, though. Because the, the truth is, though, is... You know, the, the any individual player, he's not going to be always on demand, ready for taking all these phone calls coming in, right? Yep. I mean, with a small school, maybe you can do some, or with one program, you can do some mentorship type stuff. Mm -hmm. But if that message is cataloged and libraried and ha there's very important having point attribution to it, mm -hmm. that does a lot of things now. Because all of a sudden it's showing the brand also, hey... This is uh, an athlete influencer brand that's that has a high point total showing that they've gone through the mentorship of the individuals you just talked to. And it actually raises their brand even further because it's showing I'm, I'm more equipped to handle the uh, the endorsement money that's going to be coming in. And I also which reduces your risk of a liability of me maybe saying something I shouldn't exactly. or reacting a way that I shouldn't because mm -hmm. you see these image stock fall, raise, Up rise and, and fall yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know? So, and like another thing too to add is, is when you, you know, just to kind of give an image of what I would think we would see in the future as far as business and how impressionable the NFL already is and what it can do for college. Yeah. You have a business that particular in our situation and why I feel comfortable talking about it because we have our tool. Our tool gives us the ability to paint a picture that no one else can see because we have the tool. Yeah. And when we talk about drawing that picture for business, the deal flow, the NFL works with the biggest brands, the alumni companies. They work, you know, we work with the biggest brands, Nike, you know, Adidas, you know, Microsoft. Well, I got to ask you a question real quick, just so that yeah. people know, like when you say we have a picture, we, our tool can paint a picture that nobody else can do. Is that because you're able to track how far that the uh, fan or viewer is looking in on something that the 
athletes endorsing inside the VPO app. Is yeah, that- but not only that, but we can do that on their platform. We can do that for them. We can actually paint the picture for them so that when they step into the image, when they actually step into the spotlight, they're they're already highlighted. They're seeing their value, their worth, their data. They're seeing what they're impacting as far as what the business wants to hit when they're talking about, oh, why we want to work with this player. Okay. So the image that we're painting for them is literally going from the box TVs that my grandma used to have to the actual HD of being able to say, when I'm on this platform, a business like Microsoft comes in. They want to run programs for 20 schools in my in my hometown. I'm from Cleveland and I play for West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So how I want to actually involve this college player getting paid, the impact of it, I want to pair Najee Good with Jerome Baker, who just got paid $39 million from the Miami Dolphins. $28 million guaranteed. Jerome Baker's a phenomenal linebacker. He's a phenomenal dude. Miami Dolphins, they went 10-6. and six. Dude is amazing. He just threw a football camp at my, at my high school. Now, my high school is in one of the roughest, most terrible parts of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. We used to literally, our soccer team used to get beat up running the practices. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I mean, you talk about a company like Microsoft coming in. They run a campaign with the NFL alumni because they supply computers to the programs around our school. And you know what they say? While, while Jerome Baker's in college because he went to an Ohio State, they want to say, Najee, go back to Cleveland and we'll work with the alumni. We'll make sure we fund the program and we'll pay the athlete from that school to go in and say, look, we have the NFL. Now we have Jerome Baker while he's at Ohio State and we're actually going to run this program and campaign. You support diversity, diversity, inclusion yeah. and equity. You support social change. And now you're able to pay the player for actually providing them compensation for using their name, image, and likeness. And that is a full circle of education from the professional to the collegiate all the way down to the kids that's actually receiving the actual usefulness and the impact of that program. So, and that at this point, is that conceptual or is that something that is we're actively working on now? That's something that's going to be able to be done on August 1st. Oh, wow. When we release our mobile app for the NFL. Okay. Time. Okay. Yep. I can't wait to see everything that comes through with it. And uh, I'm excited to... Um, you know, I'm just excited to be a part of it from, from the athlete perspective, but also to see what you're able to like take that program up to the next level with the NFL alumni with the power of the VPO technology behind it. So yeah, it's exciting, man. I mean, it's exciting to see, I mean, the, the sure bandwidth of the NFL is spectacular because we have, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, we don't, we don't get paid like the NFL. I mean, we don't get paid like Major League Baseball or, you know, the NBA. Yeah. But everybody likes to see people running into each other, so the hell with that. But <laughs> Let me ask you something. Would you, um, and I don't know, maybe this is something that's already happened, but from uh, like cross-collaboration with the NBA, like are, are you doing stuff like that with their alumni Oh, we 100%. This tool, and like I said, these pictures that are being painted, like, I did a podcast with Warren Sapp and Gary Payton. Okay. Like two of the most yeah. hilarious yeah, dudes. Yeah. My dad is really good friends with Ron Harper, played with Michael Jordan with the Bulls and everything like that. Right. The ability to use our tool is universal. And the same thing that goes with basketball. I mean, I played against, you know, I, I'm from Cleveland. Brothers played against LeBron, Rich Paul, the, you know, their whole five, Sion Cotton. I know guys that a lot of people don't even know that in the terms of name, image, and likeness, you know, that team, they beat everybody by 30 points. They smashed my brother. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like not me, but them. <laughs> but like, like, you know, like all of those guys, you know, with basketball, football, baseball, the opportunity to actually provide that. I mean, you, you talk about doing it with the alumni, it's the exact same thing that we're going to do with college because we're going to be involved with soccer. We're going to be involved with, you know. Yeah. Right now, Benedict and this is a dude named Christian Cora. Dude is a fucking animal. Like, yeah. I mean, he could dribble the ball between his legs in soccer, and he is ridiculous. Like, I mean, it's, he's an amazing talent. And the thing, you know, right now I'm looking at him, everybody's after him. Like, Christian Cora should be getting paid yeah. because Adidas want him to wear his shoe, all this type of stuff. And we can provide, the, you know, the ability to facilitate that transaction while benefiting both him and the business. And that's ultimately why this is important because you said, how do we start? you need a foundational building block that's transparent. So the first thing is to do, you need a tool that can map all these interactions between the school, the institution, the player, the brand, the fan, right? That's what we do. And we're going to give that information to everybody. So everybody can see what everyone's doing because it's all above board. Right. Including giving the athlete the ability to own their own data. Which is something no one's talking about. No one's talking about this. No one's talking about it and they should. The data is... If you're not... That's 
data is going to be with you forever and it might be too advanced of a topic for most of the people listening but the next the reason TikTok is big is because their algorithms are better mm. so the next suite of services are going to be even better algorithms and artificial intelligence but the way those things work is they reference old data and so as an athlete you're going to capture this time where you're in the spotlight right where all the fans of your school whether it's high school college pro or after and brands are going to be able to come in and see the great work that you did. Yep. Yeah. Gonna, and that's why we're the agency of record for the NFL alumni. Yeah. Because we're the record for all those players. Yeah. And our goal is to be completely vertically integrated and provide a system of transparency where people get paid on merit. They get yep. the best tools they get. We get to build a business and we create positive social impact for profit. Yeah. And to us, we think that's what's moving forward. And that's also why we partner with you because we see that we're totally aligned. Yeah, 100%. And it's like, you know, for instance, just getting you to talk about that and talk through that and teach that why data is important, you know, to, to the athletes. Like, that's the kind of stuff that we need to have up on a platform. And I think it's a good stopping point unless there's anything else you guys want to add. I mean, uh, the one thing I want to say is, like, a lot of people that I've come in contact with, like, just playing through the NFL and, you know, integrating our business, they ask, like, what is VPO? You know, what is the advantage? And, like, what can we do and why do you believe in it so much? For one, what we just said, owning your own data and having that pass through every platform, which yeah. is key and important. But two, if you look at what team apps are, versus what they're going to be and what we're changing and what we're influencing and doing. Most Teams apps are utilities. They're a platform for people to actually go on and use the utility of Ticketmaster or their utility of viewing pictures, their utility of viewing content through fees, what JL just described. What our technology does is take that utility and convert it into a transaction. It makes it a conversion. It takes the fan, it takes the engagement, it takes the actual interaction a step further, which if I'm a fan and I'm watching, you know, DeAndre Hopkins catch that just won an SP, like I like I like them damn Jordan clubs. I ain't gonna lie, I would have played with them when I was playing. I can actually purchase those. Now say DeAndre Hopkins, a lot of people don't even know his mother's blind. He supports a blind foundation. Now he wants to do something with Jordan because he's sponsored by Jordan. For DeAndre Hopkins, now he has that tool to say, look, anytime my gloves pop up on this highlight, I want to put something towards this, where he requires no work that is different. The fan gets to engage with the utility, now it becomes a conversion. And then Jordan, along with DeAndre Hopkins, along with his mother and the foundation that he's working with, all get supported with the fan that wants to do something and gets to wear the gloves and actually convert and spend the dollar that means something. So when they when the fan spends the dollar, then on the back end is that is it kind of splitting the funds because he, he I mean he has the ability to he has set the ability, but he has that ability now because he has the technology tools and the capabilities to say there's a service that I can provide that can directly connect me to a fan at the peak moment of interest and capture everything that I did physically, mm -hmm. emotionally, and actually visually, and actually push it through to say, when I make this catch or when I do something spectacular, I'll have that much more interaction and engagement because while they're watching it, they're going to be like, damn, that was a crazy catch. Let me go ahead and click on there and see how he caught that ball. Did they got stick them on them or something like that? Nah, yeah. it's the gloves. You know what? These gloves are also going towards a foundation. These gloves are also going towards, you know, support of somebody that's blind. Somebody in my family is blind. You know what? Let me go ahead and purchase these because even though I might not play football, I still want to support people who are blind. And then you right. have multiple ways to attract peak moments of interest for people that are enjoying somebody who's just DeAndre Hopkins. And last but not least, this is technology that's built by players for players. Yeah. So, like, it, that is a startup in itself. So, like, yeah. this full process is also unlocking and empowering an infinite number of businesses because if you have any digital content and you have a link to more content that will further engage your fan or get a subscription or sell a product or just keep them on your platform that's money yeah so veep.io is the website but if someone wants to play around with the app they can I know you can download the VPO app from the iOS app store okay. that's really just there so let uh, people know and see mm -hmm. the technology because sometimes it's tough to visualize it. 
But right. they can also download the Jacksonville Jaguars app, just... the Denver Broncos app, and two weeks the Philadelphia Eagles app. Yep. And uh, they can see it operate in the NFL. And they'll see that easy button. Yeah. Okay. But most most importantly, the NFL, NFL alumni app. app. NFL yeah. alumni app. Get yeah. that. <laughs> yep. Wait, can they get that? Or that's just... That It'll just be, be universal, the... iOS and Android. No, but so it's not just for the NFL alumni. To no, the NFL alumni is for everything. And, uh, okay. And I will actually end with the best thing that is, you know, becoming a part of the alumni is that, you know, the alumni is everyone. Yeah. It's twenty five to 35,000 athletes that are supporting all causes in the world. I mean, mm -hmm. Steve Young's foundation goes towards South Africa, South America. Peyton Manning's Payback Foundation goes towards, you know, Canada and other cities that are well outside of Indianapolis and Denver. Sure. And providing that easy VPO button that says, bam, I, want, I like what I see. I want to learn more information about it. That is what, you know, I'm so proud of and what I'm happy about so that when you go on there, the NFL alumni app to consume news on our website, you might be on our website on your phone and you can say, oh, wow, this, this campaign is being talked about or this program is being ran. Yep. Put you in our app. Now, when you want to view things about that program and that campaign, you can do it all from the same content that is actually existing in the NFL alumni app and you can venture off into everywhere. Yeah, so when you're uh, when you see the little VPO uh, logo on the image or the video, that's showing you that there's there's VPO installed on that image. Little uh, little boxes will pick uh, pop up. You touch the box, that will keep you in the app, but you'll be able to explore. So that is how y'all can. And um, it's capturing it. attention because you have seven billion people with phone, and right now the whole name, image, and likeness industry is based off views. It's yeah. like seeing a billboard yeah. on the highway. Yeah. It's perfect timing. Yeah, who cares about a billboard? <laughs> well, you know, with that, we're going to close. So I, I appreciate you guys for uh, coming down to the office. I'm sorry that I left the keys at the at the house for the first go around. But uh, <laughs> if you are a student uh, athlete and you are looking for an internship, uh, check out the Athlete Books Job Board. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Royal Bank of Canada. And if you're interested in potentially working on a sales or a trading floor in New York City, uh, making $85,000 a year while you're in that internship, uh, much more than I got paid for my internship, check it out. <laughs> you can apply and there'll be many, many more. Amazon is coming down the pipeline and a handful of other companies. And uh, keep an eye out for uh, NIL deals as we, as we figure out this new space. So I appreciate you guys for coming on to the Well Played Podcast uh, on this season where we're focusing on NIL deals. So thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank no you. Doubt. Thank you. Well played. Well played. <laughs>